guys. Welcome to another episode of In the Springs. I'm your host, Ryan Lowry. Thank you so much for tuning in. On today's show, I sit down with one of my all-time favorite stand-up comedians, the very funny Mr. Kurt Fletcher. I caught up with Kurt on October 1st before his weekend run at Looney's Comedy Corner right here in Colorado Springs. I actually interviewed Kurt about five months ago, but I'm a complete moron and inadvertently deleted the audio file before I had a chance to get things posted. Kurt was very gracious to give me another opportunity to have him on the podcast. So without further ado, please sit back and enjoy because stand-up comedian and writer Kurt Fletcher is in the Springs. and talented Kurt Fletcher. You are in the springs yeah. again. Uh-huh. How the heck are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Excellent. I'm doing good. Okay. I appreciate you doing this. First of all, oh, obviously, yeah. uh, owe you an apology for... Uh, no, don't even worry about it. ...gumming it up the last time. Uh, it was fun to yeah. at least talk to you. I don't know why my mouth whistled like that, but... <laughs> Is that your new catch, uh, <laughs> yeah. catchphrase to do in the whistle? Yeah, I yes. just do it on accident. Because <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, and, I, and I, I hope I said this when we met the last time, but you are... In all sincerity, one of my favorite comedians. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, Just, man. just last night, and I kid you not, I was watching some clips online. You did a setup in uh, Denver at Comedy Works mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year, and alone in my office, <laughs> just laughing out loud, man. So, <laughs> Good. Yeah, That's it, awesome. was, it was great. Now, now, one of the things you had uh, we had talked about before is you were working on, um, you've got a script project that you're working on. Oh, yeah. We actually finished it. Yeah, and I just, I thought I saw an update within the last several days where there's been some... Oh yeah, Some we made the uh, made the quarterfinals of a competition, like a pretty big writing competition. We finished in the top ninety out of eighteen hundred comedy scripts. Nice, so. and that's the uh, the consequences of a feeble mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what is the what does the competition mean, and what do you guys um like? What's the next step in that I don't, in that process? Well, I guess next they're gonna select semifinalists, but I don't, I have no idea how many they're gonna take. They usually don't even tell you. Yeah. Uh, they usually give you a date, like when they're gonna do that, and then. Uh, you just kind of have to wait. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, I don't know. We've done a lot of the competitions like that. I, uh, my writing partner does all that stuff. Like I, I didn't know anything about writing contests before, and he's spent like eight hundred dollars just sending our script to writing competitions, and it's, it's done pretty well. I mean, we made the finals of two contests. Uh, made the semifinals of like four or five. So nice. Yeah. So I mean, does that get you exposure to? I mean, obviously, the goal I would assume would be. To get it sold or to at least get it yeah, into... Yeah, or at least, you know, have someone that wants to help us, you know, film it. Yeah. Um, but our thing, like, with all those credentials, like, we'll be able to uh, fund the movie, you know, when we film it ourselves and, you know, when we're looking for a director or whatever, we'll be like, hey, we've finished in the finals in these contests and stuff like that, so... Nice. You know, we'll give it some credibility at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, how has that process been for you? Because I know with, with stand-up, the immediacy of it where you're going to get on stage tonight here at Looney's mm-hmm. and you're going to know by the time you're done that went well or not yeah, so yeah, well. Yeah. And when you're writing something, you know, the two of you are <laughs> holed up in a room and, and it's a slow burn to get feedback on it. How, how, what, what are the challenges there for you knowing that it's funny in my head? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Cause like, uh, you know, we'll sit there and laugh at something 
<laughs> but then we're we're like, yeah, that's funny, you know. So we'll just leave it in usually. Uh, we we usually don't question if it's going to be funny or not. We just if we think it's funny, it's going to be funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but it is weird because I mean we started working on it like two years ago. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so we have no idea like what the reaction would be. It's gonna it's gonna be like another probably two years before we see a finished product. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Now, do you have other irons in the fire on that side of the the creative house for yeah, you? Yeah, actually, uh, I've been I I started like an outline of, of a new script and then. Um, Mark and I are going to start a new one really soon. So, because he actually he talked to someone at this big entertainment company, like they produce like really big movies, uh, and they really liked our script, but they was they said it wasn't big enough for them, you know, because we wrote it with a small budget in mind. So yeah, um, but they liked our our story and our comedy. So they said they'd pitch it around to some people, but they went to read a new script from us so gotcha now when did this when did the script and i don't want to dwell on this the script stuff too much but when did that become an interest to you that you know did you have an idea that was kind of rattling around it's like well i need to get this written out or no i I, you know i've I've always wanted to give it a shot and i was always kind of too lazy to do it and then (laughs) uh my friend mark who uh he used to do stand-up comedy uh mark shooter i don't know if you remember him no no um but he quit doing stand-up and then uh he wrote a he wrote a script, and uh, he filmed a movie called The Bigfoot Election, and it did pretty well. It won uh, won the award at the Albuquerque Film Festival, and then made it into a couple other film festivals and stuff like that. And then uh, I was at a party with him one night, and he just he approached me and asked if I wanted to write a script with him. So I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> and then did he kind of have a premise in mind already? Yeah, he, he did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. So we just sat down and just brainstormed like crazy and. You know, we've re- rewritten it like probably six or seven times already. <laughs> now, now, is that a little bit more rigid as far as, all right, man, we're meeting noon, we're going to work for two and a half? You know, I mean, do you have to yeah, kind of schedule was, that time? Yeah, Especially with hard. you, since you're, hard. On, you're on the road quite a bit. Yeah, and, and well, at that time I was actually in school a lot, so I was actually in Albuquerque more. Um, but he works during the week, like long hours, so we couldn't get together during the week. So we'd have to plan, you know, one of the weekend days to get together for like six hours. Yeah. So... <laughs> Nice. Well, now yeah. I, I did notice on the, um, I think I saw an update on your Facebook where you were uh, out in Vegas recently. Yeah, uh, last Friday. And that was part of the World Series of Comedy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, what was th- what was that experience like for you? And had you been out to that particular? Yeah, event? I did it a few years ago, and it didn't go well for me at all. So I got <laughs> sick. So I was like sick all week, and then uh, God, the show was bad. I went over my time. I did like new jokes that it w- I was like, <laughs> what? What am I doing? <laughs> like I just walked off, and I was like, all right. That's not happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but this time was a lot better. I was more focused. Uh, you know, I had a I had a really good set, but I didn't advance. Now, but, uh, for was, folks who don't know what that is, what is the uh, World Series? It's just Series a big of- competition in Las Vegas. It's uh, 101 comics, and they're competing for like 40 weeks of of work on the road. So pretty good prize yeah (laughs) and is that a good um i mean obviously i think you know most comedians would would agree that stage time is is good oh yeah you know Uh regardless of when and where yeah but is that also a good kind of networking opportunity yeah actually they had a they had a meet and greet uh type of thing where uh the comics would go to meet bookers and stuff so that was kind of cool i didn't go to it this year but i went a few years ago and that was really neat. You got to meet uh, all these bookers that have been ignoring your emails for years. <laughs> so that's kind of actually look them nice. in the eye. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Nice. Well, you are you are definitely a, a busy guy. I was looking at uh, you know at your website and then following you a little bit on Facebook, and, and you're on the road a ton. Uh huh. Um, so I mean, is there 
you know, kind of a, an end in sight for this run, or is it just an endless cycle of um, whatever you can get booked? Yeah, it usually looks like there's going to be an end, and then I keep getting, you know, gigs, so it's it's kind of nice. So, I don't know. It's uh, whenever it ends, it ends, I guess. <laughs> now, now, where like, is home for you? Are you based? I live, I live in Albuquerque. Okay, so you're based back down yeah. in Albuquerque. Because you were up in Denver for a bit? Yep, for okay. a few months. And then, I thought about moving to L.A., and then I was like, ah, I'm going to stay in Albuquerque. Yeah. So, so now, what was the... Um, the tipping point for considering LA but not pulling the trigger well, on that. Uh, I was just thinking like I can do stand up in Albuquerque plus I can write with Mark better. Like it would be really hard to <laughs> write a script back and forth, you know, yeah. from LA and Albuquerque. So I just figure I can stay there and, you know, I, I can still go on the road from there and my family's there and you know, it just feels like home. So nice. And what's nice. what's the comedy scene like down in Albuquerque nowadays? Uh, you know, it's pretty cool. Uh, like everyone's like super supportive of everyone, so that's cool. Like they're really close, and uh, it, it's kind of weird because we don't have a club, <laughs> so that kind of sucks. But yeah, uh, but it's cool like to see all the new comics starting out and stuff like that, and seeing them grow and get funny and stuff. <laughs> so. Now, how long have you been at this? I know I asked you that when we talked previously. Yeah, uh, fourteen years now. So, is it weird for you to feel and, and you? I would hope you would get a sense of this down in Albuquerque that you're sort of the godfather of the comedy scene down there. Do you get yeah, that? Yeah, sometimes I, I think <laughs> it's it's kind of cool. It's uh, that's pretty cool because I just I go to the open mics just like everyone else. So so I I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, do you find the open micers kind of leaning on you for? Yeah, some of them do. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of nice. And so, what what advice do you give young? I mean, are you straightforward? Because I know that's a tough oh, yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, to, you to, have to be yeah. <laughs> to, to tell somebody that was terrible. Don't yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah. that joke ever. You know, I'll I mean, just that, like make a weird face. Like if they're like, Does, was that funny? And I'll be, like, I think they they could tell by my face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so so what are some of the um, the acts that you whether it's in Albuquerque or when you've been on the road that you've been working with who are kind of the new up-and-comers that you're like, yep, there's there's something there I can tell. Like on the road? Um, or even down in Albuquerque in the scene down there if there's a handful of kids that you're, and I yeah. hate to say kids, but... Yeah it's, yeah, it's weird. There's a lot of newcomers, um, and they're like really smart. Like all of them are like super smart, so they've got really clever stuff. It's nice. Yeah. But they're like so new, you know what I mean? Like they probably only have like 10 minutes of material, if that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's fun to watch them uh, just... <laughs> You know what I mean? Because they show up to all the shows, and, like, they're all really cool to hang out with and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's cool, like, uh, visiting a lot of different scenes, too. Like, I really like the Denver scene. Um, I like the Minneapolis scene. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's no, no. Now, you um, were up in Denver just last night, right? Yeah, I was at the Deer Pile. And what was, cool. what was that? Uh, how, how did that show go? It was it was good. It was, uh, it was kind of light for the Deer Pile. It's, it's a pretty popular show on Wednesday nights. It's like a really late show. Like it usually starts around eleven. So, uh, but they usually fit about fifty people in there. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so are you? And this is this sounds like kind of a cynical question, and I don't mean it that way. But Wednesday night at eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you still get excited for shows like that, or I mean, what is? The, I always do for that one. Yeah. Like, it's always great. Like it's it's. Uh, it's usually a crowd that really gets my stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get excited. <laughs> I mean, you know, and again, the, you know, this sounds cynical as well. But what is your, you know, what is your motivation? Are you the type of person where you're kind of like mapping out, you know, I'd like to accomplish this within the next year, or I'd like to, you know, check this comedy club off of my bucket, you know, that kind of thing? Are you that strategic about it, or is it just? Uh, no, I just, uh, I just kind of go with the flow. You know, I, uh, I just love making people laugh. So <laughs> yeah, I, and I love to travel and like just 
see the types of people that come to comedy shows. Like, I, I like watching like what what will make them laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like one one of my favorite things that happened to me this year was uh, I was performing at an American Legion in Minnesota, and there's this old man sitting in the front, and he had to be in his seventies, and he just sat there the whole time, like with a scowl on his face, like wasn't smiling at all. And then I told a racist joke, and he looks at his wife, and he cracks a smile, <laughs> and then he just goes back to the way he was sitting. <laughs> Oh my God. And I wish everyone at that show could have seen that. <laughs> that was just for you. Yeah. That was, <laughs> oh my God, that's great. You know, the, and again, man, I, I, the, the type of comedy that you do is the type of stuff that I love, where it's very dry. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very, it's very smart. I mean, some of your stuff has a left turn. I, 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 I couldn't do justice to to the stuff that that's rattling around in my head, but I, I love that kind of stuff. So. For for you, what what were your comedic influences? I mean, how did you come to find in you know this is a cornball comedy term, but your voice as far as when uh-huh. you're on stage? I think when people come to a Kurt Fletcher show, anybody who's seen you or knows of you knows what they're getting, and it's yeah. a very unique voice. And so, what were your influences that you know kind of? Uh, the two main influences were Stephen Wright and George Carlin. Nice. Yeah, and uh, I. It was funny when I was growing up because my mom listened to a lot of comedy, but it was always dirty comedy. So I grew up listening to like Eddie Murphy and Andrew Dice Clay and stuff like that. So yeah, so I I, I enjoyed that when I was little too. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, you know when I started out, I was I was pretty dirty, you know, because you know I think that's how most comics start out. They <laughs> like ah, oh, we got to be dirty, shock the audience. Yeah, instead of actually writing clever jokes. <laughs> so when you first started, I mean, do you feel like you're like your stage persona has changed over the years or have you always been yeah i think Kurt it's Fletcher? changed i think it's changed quite a bit actually yeah, yeah cuz uh i have a lot more confidence now for sure <laughs> yeah uh yeah when i first started out i was actually writing bits as opposed to like now i just mainly stick to the one liners you know what i mean yeah uh but yeah i tried doing bits and i just didn't like doing it like it just felt weird like cuz i'm not a good storyteller at all <laughs> Is just uh, so I so I would just take like the funny part of the story and I just try to make it into a one-liner. <laughs> well, the one thing about the, the that type of comedy, like the Stephen Wright in particular, yeah. and, and you, is the one-liners is it's high volume. Yeah, I mean you're telling you know in a thirty-minute set you're probably telling forty-five to sixty jokes. Yeah, I usually do about seventy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, do you have a set list or do you just have a mental rolodex where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this one now. I, oh, I'm going to do that one now. Well, I've got both. Uh, I always carry a set list with me, just for comfort, I guess. Like yeah. I always have it in my back pocket, for some reason. I guess just if I like freak out, like <laughs> somehow get like super drunk and can't remember anything, I'll just bust out my piece of paper or whatever, <laughs> uh, which I've had to do before. Uh, <laughs> but no, I actually uh, I keep I keep most of my jokes in the, in the same order so I can memorize them. Like by category, I've got them categorized, and then I've got which jokes would go where, so I can get a good callback. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then are you meticulous as far as kind of maintaining that catalog oh, yeah. of material? Do you have books and files and that yeah. kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a few notebooks, <laughs> like a tote full of notebooks. <laughs> now, do you ever formally retire a joke, or is everything yeah, fair game? I've, well, I guess I don't really retire it. I, I keep it, but I usually... I, there are jokes I won't tell on stage anymore, but, like, if it 
had to like if I could use it in a script as dialogue or something like that, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll use it like that. So, so I always keep every joke that I write, even if it's not going on stage. You know what I mean? So right, right. I might go in a script or something silly. Nice. So, yeah. Well, I think for any non comedian, this this question may not make a lot of sense, but I think one of your strengths as a comedian is you're comfortable with the silence. Oh yeah. Because I think when you're on stage, that silence can be excruciating because oh, yeah. you, you, you get this in your head where it's like, oh my God, I've got to get mm-hmm. these people to laugh. At what point did you get comfortable standing there and, uh, and, and kind of letting a joke marinate and, and giving people a I, chance to catch it? It was kind of early on, actually. And I don't know if it was... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was kind of early on because I, I always liked to... I would just like pick on someone in the audience. Like I'd just stare at them awkwardly until they would laugh. So like I got used to the silence that way because they're like it'd be like super quiet, and then I'd just stare at this person, and people would start laughing, and then they'd finally laugh. So I mean, was that a conscious decision, or is it something that just? I think it was just something that, like a weird thing that I was nervous, and I just <laughs> did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. And I that that again that that type of comedy that. Uh, forget it. I'm going to screw it up if I try to, try to tell one of your jokes back to you because I'm sure you've heard it before. So um, Now, when you are on the road quite a bit, I know that um, there's there's a, a ton of downtime and, oh, yeah. and the mm-hmm. opportunity to get into either bad habits or to get lazy just in your life yeah. or whatever that is. So how do you keep sane on the road? And then kind of the second part of that is what do you enjoy? You, what's your favorite part about being on the road? Um, yeah, so... Uh I don't really have any bad habits. I guess I, I probably sleep too much, um, which is fine, I guess. But I, I, I bring my notebook with me everywhere. Uh, so I'm always, I always write. I try to write every day at least an hour. So even if it's not funny, just uh, like I've got this little book called The Writer's Block, and it's got like each page has like an idea to write about or a spark word or something like that. So uh, sometimes I'll bring that with me on the road, and I'll open that up and just start writing. Um and that's good to kind of get ideas, you know, for scripts and stuff like that, too. Or, you know, different scenes or whatever. Um, and what do I like being about, what do I like about being on the road? Uh, I think my favorite thing is just, like, seeing all the different cities. And, like, uh, I, I like trying different foods, too. Like, different restaurants. That's a lot of fun for me. Um but I like working with the other comics too. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, Sean. I I'm working with Sean Kent this week. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but uh, it's kind of cool. You just run into guys for, you know, you stay with them for a few days, and then <laughs> you won't see them again for like three years. It's kind of yeah. weird, uh, but you always pick up right where you left off. You know, it's like a weird brotherhood. <laughs> so, what That's was cool one though. of the um, when you're on the road? I think a lot of times uh, you'll end up booking uh, shows that are in a non comedy club setting oh yeah so what's a what's a recent show you've done that that wasn't in a comedy club that kind of surprised you that hey this this actually worked that you know oh I'm, that actually I'm standing on a pool table <laughs> that, that's the kicker <laughs> i had a bunch of my mind for ones that didn't work <laughs> well even that then i mean did you what, what oh. was something you've done recently that was like holy crap this was a horrible, horrible I, uh, idea. I performed at the county fair in Berlin, new mexico <laughs> And they wanted me to do like a squeaky clean set, and I was like, okay, I could do that. That's uh, for 30 minutes. Uh, they wanted me to do two different 30 minute sets throughout the day, which I didn't get to do. <laughs> uh, so I, 
I went up and did uh, my f- my first set that I was supposed to do, you know. And I was about 20 minutes in, and it was not going that well, but I was keeping it clean. <laughs> and uh, I told a hemorrhoid joke. <laughs> it wasn't even an offensive joke or anything. Just But someone got mad, and they cut me off. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. oh so, yeah. they, so they cut you off from the first show, and then Yeah, canceled? and then they're like... Uh, I don't know if they wanted me to perform again for the second one. I just gave the guy half his money back, and I was like, I'm not performing again. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, and I think stand-up is so unique where people who, again, don't have much experience with kind of the setting is they'll say, hey, I want to hire you. Yeah. Can you do 90 minutes at 11 o'clock? In, in yeah. a ca-? They don't understand that a lot of comedy is really the environment yeah. and kind of the structure of the, of the room uh-huh. and, and things like that. I mean, do you try to educate club owners or you know yeah bars if i get a are... phone call from someone you know i'm gonna tell them usually like this one guy called me and wanted me to do 30 minutes but he wanted like a theme and he, it was like the gig was like a month away and i was like dude it took me like seven years just to write 30 minutes of my own material you know i was like because he wanted to pay me like a 100 bucks <laughs> yeah i was like no that's not gonna happen like for something like that, I'd have to charge at least five hundred bucks. <laughs> you wanted all custom, <laughs> custom material yeah. for this. Yeah, for this bit. That's yeah. that's insane. <laughs> all right. Well, to keep busy, uh, you had mentioned before we got on mic that you uh, uh, you started a podcast. Oh yeah, I started a podcast with my ex-wife. Uh, we just did our first episode on Monday. And so the obvious question is why? Uh, you know, we always talked about starting a podcast when we were married, and then. Uh, <laughs> the other day, we were just hanging out, and we are like, hey, let's start that podcast. <laughs> All right, tell me a little bit about it. What's the... Uh, what's uh, so Monday, I guess we just talked about um, different comedy scenes. Uh, kind of, we talked about, like, uh, road comic versus scene comic, you know, like who we like better. Okay. <laughs> and Well, part- and to the uninitiated, what does that mean? What's a road comic versus a scene comic? Like a scene comic, we... we you know, uh, said they're just someone that just stayed in their whatever region and just performed. Like, if they lived in L.A., they just performed in L.A., you know, so they never went on the road. And then the road comics, you know, they're on the road 40 weeks a year, you know, making shit money and being away from their families and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so what? what is your... Or your ex-wife, what was the, the kind of the takeaway on that? What's the advantage or disadvantage, or what are you more inclined to be sort of associated with i i associate myself with the road comics um yeah that's one thing the one thing i didn't want to because i was gonna move to la and i i decided i didn't want to because i i felt like i would have been stuck in la and i i didn't like that idea i liked because i like traveling so i i uh lean towards the road comics those are those are my types of people you know what i mean i mean uh but you meet a lot of cool like scene comics all the time like i go up to denver and there's guys there that just do shows in denver and you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, like some of those guys are awesome. So, yeah. um, but I just I relate more to the road dogs, and then uh, my ex-wife, uh, she also did. She because she she used to go on the road with me sometimes and stuff, and you know, so she got to you know see what it was like being a road comic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think with doing comedy on the road, you have to be a lot more adaptable to the environment that you're yeah. in. I mean, the county fair is kind of a good example. They uh-huh. said, hey, you got to do. 30 minutes clean, you yeah. use the word hemorrhoid, and they're like, no, nope, we're pulling <laughs> yeah. the point. I mean, so is that something that, you know, kind of from a creative standpoint, are you kind of tuned into that? Like, if I'm getting on stage in Kentucky or if I'm getting on stage in Colorado, I kind of know what I'm going to maybe be up against and how I'm going to have to modify sure. things. Yeah, because I think, like, 
you know, if you're just performing in the city that you live in, you know, you're you're not getting that experience of, you know, dealing with like a county fair crowd or like an American Legion crowd or something like that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think it makes you a stronger comic, like getting out there and doing those weird shows. Like I've performed in a barn. I performed in a ditch. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's awesome. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I mean, the first time to go back to when you were first getting on the road, when you were doing, you know, stand up in Albuquerque, uh-huh. you know, at that point anyway, whether you wanted to or not, you were a scene comic. You kind of knew Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. probably some local references in your material. Oh, for sure. So once you got on the road, what did that feel like where it's like, hey, this is funny in Santa Fe, and this is funny uh-huh. in colors. I mean, what was that reaction like for you personally to get up and tell jokes in front of... Oh, it was great. Because, uh, you know, you get kind of bored telling the same jokes in, in Albuquerque, you know, over and over. So, like, when I when I started getting on the road, it's like, you know, you tell the joke like it's fresh, like, you know, even though it's like two years old or whatever, uh, but you, you're telling it because these people never heard it, so you're excited about it, you know what I mean? And, I don't know. It just it feels good. <laughs> yeah. And do you still kind of get that rush when you've got a new bit that you're working oh, on? Oh, yeah, and, definitely. And it goes over? Yeah. And so mentally, do you have like a, okay, I'm going to give this one a shot, and I'm going to do it twice, and if it eats it, then it's it's out of the rotation? Or um, how, how much do you hold on to? It depends on how much I like the joke. Yeah. Like if I kind of like the joke and I try it a couple times, I'll just be like, nah. But if I really like the joke and it's not hitting... <laughs> I'm just going to fucking keep doing it until it does. <laughs> I had this one joke. It just never hit. And I just told it just to entertain myself like all the time. And then one night, like everybody loved it. And then like the next night I went back to shit. But <laughs> it, was, it was weird. What is, what is the joke? The joke was, uh, I said, I saw Rob Halford open for Iron Maiden once. And the concert was pretty good too. <laughs> Which I thought was awesome. That's a great joke. And I actually saw that concert. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Well, Kurt Fletcher, man, I'm so happy you uh, you agreed to do this Heck again. Yeah. Thanks for having um, me, man. You know, I don't think I addressed this at the beginning, but you and I sat down like four or five months ago, and I managed to delete the file. So this was very, very kind of you to come in. Yeah, for um, sure. So the last thing I just want to bug you about is, you know, what do you, what do you have coming up? What are you excited about right now? And, uh, you know, what what does the immediate future look like for, for Kurt Fletcher? What do you got, Kurt? Ah, uh, man. Well, I've got some uh, more road gigs, which I'm excited about. And then uh, I'm really excited about the script. Nice. <laughs> like, that's uh, really exciting because I think we really want to film it, you know, probably in the springtime. So. And that would be a local production down in, down in Albuquerque? Yeah, well, we're actually going to film it in Angel Fire, New Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Which is awesome. Very cool. And where can folks find you online if they want to track you down when you're on the uh, funnyfletcher.com or Twitter, funnyfletcher. Perfect. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely get the link on the podcast. Cool. Thanks, man. Kurt, man, it's a pleasure. Yeah, always good seeing you, man. All right, man. All the best. Thanks, buddy. So there you have it, stand-up comedian Kurt Fletcher. My sincere thanks to Kurt for once again taking time out of his schedule to be on the show. He is one of my favorites, and you won't be disappointed when you have a chance to catch him live. Best of luck to Kurt in all of his future projects, and I look forward to catching up with him again soon. Thank you to the legendary Looney's Comedy Corner for their continued support, and as always, thank you for listening to In the Springs. In the Springs is still looking for original intro and outro music, so hit me up if you're in the area and want your tunes featured on the podcast. The In the Springs podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. You can follow In the Springs on Twitter at RPL underscore Metajunk. Until next time, I'm Ryan Lowry, and we'll see you again right here in the Springs. (laughs) 